Is Corey Davis a sneaky start for Week 10? What sleeper tight end is a lock to get into the end zone this weekend? And who is the better dynasty running back, Le'Veon Bell or Todd Gurley? Plus the Week 8 seventh-place team owner in the Football Guys Players Championship, Ryan Poole drops by the show to break down the most difficult aspect of being a successful high-stakes player, cutting Will Fuller, and much, much more. We've got a great show for you. Dave Gerzak is here. I'm Eric Balkman. Stick around. Your high-stakes fantasy football hour starts now. What more can I say? We top billing it. Valiant without billing it. Viciously found victory. Burnt towns and villages. Burning, looting, and pillaging. Murderers try to hurt us. We curse them and all that killers. I just want the bread and bologna bundles to talk away. I don't work for free, I am barely giving a fuck away. So tell begging Johnny and Mommy to get the fuck away. Hey, yo, here's a gun, son, now run, get it to gut away. Live to shoot another day. Broadcast live and heard around the world. You are now listening to the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet. It's the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com with your hosts, Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is your home for football analysis from the best fantasy players in the world. And now, because no one else was available, here are Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. Thank you very much, Rob. Greetings and salutations, all you Balkaholics and Gerzak and addicts. Welcome to the latest episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com. I am, of course, your slightly above average host, Eric Balkman, and my co-host is indeed the patron saint of fantasy football. He is the Dizzle. He is Dave Gerzak. Coming up on tonight's show, we break down the Cowboys' backfield Sands Ezekiel Elliott and test Dave with not one, but two blind resumes sent in from the listeners and a lot more. Shout out to the chat room right now. Feel free to post any questions you might have in there. If you want to connect with us on Twitter, the show is at HSFF Hour. I am at Eric Balkman. Dave is at David Gerzak. It is Facebook.com slash HSFF Hour if you want to connect with us there. 347-426-3682 is the phone number. That is 347-GAME-OVA. You can also email the show at the inbox at highstakesfantasyfootball at gmail.com. If you have any questions for us, now is the time to send them. We'll try to get to all the uh, chat room questions, tweets, and emails in the fantasy feedback segment later on in the show. Dave, very exciting news for me tonight. Yes, tell me about it. I don't know how much of the listeners caught last week because I mentioned at the top of the show we had some technical difficulties. I had my CAT scan tonight for these recurring headaches I've had yes. for a month and a half. And you're dying. Came back clean. Oh. Well, we're all dying, but I will not be dying of this imminently. You know, you know we've all got it, you know. <laughs> Whatever it is, yeah, we're all infected. That's that's the Walking Dead. They I all have, they all have the zombie I'm, virus. Yeah, I know, okay, I, I didn't know if you were getting at that or not. So maybe that's what. That, maybe that's all it is. I don't know, but uh, came back clean. I'm I'm very happy. So I am in an excellent mood tonight. We're gonna have a great show. And I uh, tore my medial meniscus today. That's before. the unfortunate part. I mean, working my, hard today. That's my self-diagnosis. You being the manual it, it the manual laborer you are. Yeah, I know. Right? Hurt hurt your uh, meniscus. Partially torn. Maybe they'll just shave it, and then you can. Uh, stretched. It could be. Shave it. Yeah. Shave Did it. you pull it? Twist it? I was just standing around. And that's what happened. Yeah, I took like a step. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, Rotoviz.com/slash/podcast this week. High stakes lowdown featured five hundred thousand dollars at a minimum in winnings last year. We had Mike Kuzma, the Football Guys Players Champion, on, and we had the main event champion Nelson Susan. Uh, fantastic. Um, episode Mike Kuzma detailed um, because when we had him on the high stakes fantasy football, I remember I was very ill 
and uh, w- was not really present for you interviewing him. So this is sort of like me hearing it. I mean, I listen to the show, obviously, but this is sort of like me hearing it personally for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, what an interesting story of what was going on in his house when he's seeing his score pile up, um, where he's, you know, he, it was the holidays and he had all these people over and they're all kind of whooping it up and drinking. And, and then uh, he said, hey, guys, I, I'm about to win $250,000 if something happens in this game. And they're like, oh, what happened? What, what do you need to happen? And it was the start of the game. He's like, I need one catch from Golden Tate. <laughs> and he's All like, he's like, he's like, he's like, boom, Golden Tate can catch an I, game. I don't want to reveal everything about the show. I have said that. But he said, he's like, it was like after that. Everybody thought he needed all this stuff. And, yeah. and then a great swimming. I don't understand what one catch means. There's a great swimming pool story uh, later on in the show, too. So Is there a tracker check that story? Out. Uh, there's <laughs> where he had toe thumbs. Maybe. I don't know. Rotoviz.com slash podcast. Check that out. Uh, Let's get into tonight's guest right away. Let's bring him on, ladies and gentlemen. I want to welcome him in. He's uh, got his start in fantasy football writing for BFDFantasyFootball.com back in uh, 2005 with founder, well-known high-stakes player and former co-host of this show, Lou Tranquilli. You know, what's funny is, you know, when Lou became this big financial advisor, like, you know, personality, he could no longer give advice. Uh, you know, fantasy football advice. He was a big personality financial. Oh, advisor. huge! Like, yeah, oh, he's, he's like, like Tony Robbins. No, he's like the George Clooney of that industry. Whatever Ramsey, not Gordon, but the other guy, Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey, yeah, yeah. my so, millionaire next down the block. But he still liked to call in to the show. We'd still have him on, and you would always try to get him to give a take on a, on a player, and yes. he could. He would always, you know, he'd be dancing around it like a player being interviewed by the media. That was terrible. <laughs> it was hilarious. Uh, anyway. So that's, tonight's guest got his start writing for Lou Tranquilly's site. He's played mainly mid-stakes leagues in the past, winning his FPC league last season and was in Vegas for the FFPC main event for the first time this past September. And uh, his lone football guys team this year currently sits in the top 40 as, as, as we speak. He's here to talk about it tonight. Please welcome into the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour, Mr. Ryan Poole. Ryan, thanks so much for coming on the show tonight, man. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, Eric. That's a, uh, that's a big lead in. <laughs> they well, have there. I, have, I don't know if I'll live up to that. <laughs> no, listen, I wouldn't we do a lead in for all of our uh, yeah, shows I, and we don't live up to no, it. No, <laughs> that's the thing. And I, and honestly, I would not have built you up had I not believed that you were going to easily surpass it. Actually, we're kind of like the Marines. <laughs> we're going to build you up, tear you down and rebuild you stronger. There's going to be no tearing down on this show tonight. We're all about positivity. Right, right. I, my, my CT scan is clean. You're, you have one healthy knee, Dave. This is a night to celebrate, which yeah. is what we're doing on the show yeah, tonight. I'm most of the way on the left side. Ryan, uh, wait, yeah. okay, so we know you, you, you wrote – go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, Lou will still give you player advice. You just got to ask him. Right. We can't, we can't get him to say it in a public <laughs> forum anymore, which is really unfortunate. <laughs> we so just got to be private. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, listen, right. this, is as, as, this is as private as a public forum gets <laughs> on this show. Right. Um, right. So, you got, Ryan, you got your start uh, writing uh, yeah. about fantasy football with BFD, but tell the listeners what yeah. you do for a living right now. Yeah, so right now I work as an uh, apartment property manager. Um, I do that in the uh, Madison, Wisconsin area, so I'm uh, I'm not too far from you guys. I know you guys nice. are in you ever, uh, Appleton, so. So do you ever do you ever have to boot college students out on their asses? <laughs> oh, sorry, Bucky. That's <laughs> fine. That's fine. Um, no, not yet. <laughs> Maybe one day, Dave. 
No, All right. It'll come. It'll come he's to that. The, Trust uh, me. Not the bill collector. You know that the, he he sends out for that to Moose and Rocco. You know the the thing is with Madison, <laughs> right. Dave. I don't know if you know this, but they're all pretty well behaved down there. It's not really a big, you know. It's it's a heavy intellectual institution with very minimal partying. Hey man, I'll give you some pot for the rent. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's the way it that's the way it that's the way it goes. Well, that's awesome, man. Dave, go all ahead. All right, fine. We have a yeah. real real real, real fantasy question. So now. congrats on the success of your team so far. Uh, what can you tell us about uh, what you remember from the draft as far as getting the players you wanted and what you thought of your squad overall right after the draft? Yeah, it's a good question, Dave. Um, you know, it, it's weird. The one thing that sticks out to me from this draft wasn't until like the sixth round. Um, there was a guy I really wanted, Jarvis Landry, and I only had one receiver at the time. So I'm just like, you know, it was one of those where you're just like, hoping that the guy makes it to you, but you have to wait like 10 picks for it to happen. Um, fortunately it happened and, you know, Landry's obviously had a good season. Um, but, um, you know, I mean, for, for me, every draft, it's like everybody thinks they have the best team, right? You know, like you drafted. And I don't. You, you, <laughs> you don't? Okay. I, I've never, I've never felt that way after a draft. I've never looked at the board and be like, well, I nailed this one. That's, this is one for uh, this is one for the refrigerator. Uh, I've never felt that way, right. but I get it. But th- okay. there's there's plenty of people who feel that way. Uh, anyway, go go ahead. Brian. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I just I feel like so much is just dependent on staying healthy and making some good waiver wire pickups. So I think it's always hard to know. You know, it was one of those where, you know, like I was I was happy to get guys like Hopkins and Fournette, but. You know, I mean, how many people that drafted David Johnson this year were thrilled about it until, you know, week two? Me? So, yeah. <laughs> at, least, at least one, right. buddy. Right. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I, had him on my, I had him on my main event team, and, you know, I mean, it, it sucks. It, it feels like your team's just done after week one. There was a guy that oh. tweeted, and I, I wish I could remember who it was, but he, he said, he tweeted out after the Monday games, anybody else mm-hmm. start draft David Johnson at the 101 and start 9-0? and So apparently he started 9-0. I saw that. David Johnson. What, what yeah. was this? Oh, Twitter. They're on Twitter, yeah. Oh, nice little humble brag. Did he? Well, I mean, he's just right. curious. Hey, hey, check it out, y'all. He's curious. I'm 9 and He wanted to know. David Johnson. He wanted to know if there's anybody else like him. I don't know if no, there was. No, you're the best drafter I, of all time, sir. <laughs> Well, I'd be curious, like, when he drafted, maybe he got, like, Kareem Hunt coming back at, like, the end of the second round or something. Because, I mean, yeah. then you could make up for it. But, like, right. for me, like, when I took Johnson at the main event, that was on the Friday after the, you know, the Thursday night game where Hunt went first overall in my league anyway. And so, you know, you weren't going to be able to recover from – I mean, it'd be hard to recover from it, but – yeah, that's, sometimes the ball just doesn't bounce someone. Yeah, when well, you get I mean, the elite player that goes well, out. And and you can make the case that like you know David Johnson was not the only injury this year. You know, there's there's been plenty of other first rounders that went down. There's there's been there's been plenty of carnage. Yep. Uh, and Zach Miller, yep. more of a yeah, yeah, Zach Miller. <laughs> yep, there went my decimating. Ryan, in this uh, Football Guys mm-hmm. League, uh, you waited until yeah. round 12 to take quarterback. You had Carson Wentz and Tyrod Taylor there. I don't believe oh, Ty- great picks. I don't, yes, I don't believe Tyrod Taylor is Thanks. part of your squad <laughs> anymore, but you still have Wentz. Given how well that this strategy worked out for you with Wentz, can you ever see yourself using an early round pick on a quarterback going forward in this type of event? 
Yeah, I, I think, Eric, regardless of how this team worked out, it wouldn't really change my strategy. Um, yeah, I'm just one of those guys that believes on waiting until the you know, waiting until the late rounds to get a quarterback. And I mean, I think, I think nowadays a lot of people in in the leagues kind of feel that way. So it's not as, you know, common as maybe it used to be, but you know, for me, that's what works. Um, and you have to, you know, you have to stick to your plan and go with it. So no, I'm, I'm always going to wait. Um, you know, I mean, unless there's, Unless a quarterback hasn't been taken until like the seventh round or something, you know, maybe maybe I'd consider it, but it's what works for me. And there's there's always somebody in every league, no matter how high stakes you play, that's going to take a Rodgers or a Brady in the third or the fourth round. So I agree with that. Actually, I hear a lot of that where I'm a late round guy. I'm a late round guy. You put twelve late round guys. Someone still takes somebody that feels. I, you know, I. And Andrew Luck right. goes and busts. There's a bust in the sixth round. We told you not to draft him, everybody. You know, I, I don't get that either because I've heard, you know, like you, you listen to different analysts and people talking that like late. I'm late round quarterback all the way, unless Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. is out there at the two o three. What? Like, you know, <laughs> those are the experts. What in the hell kind of leagues are you playing in? Where, oh, it's just ridiculous. But even an expert league They're quarterback should be the PC leagues. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's just so annoying. Anyway, go ahead, Dave. So, Ryan, speaking of experts, you wrote for BFC Fantasy Football. Yeah. So what kind of content did you provide for the site? Some of the uh, MMA stuff or uh... – oh, wait. They don't have that yet. No, tell us what you did there. Yeah. Yeah, Lou stuck me with the the minor stuff. No, um, you know, with with BFD, when we – when Lou first started up this site, you know, it was, it was a small operation. It was just, it was basically us, you know, um, cause he, he didn't really know what it was going to be. Um, but you know, I did a lot of just writing player articles, um, cause I enjoy writing. Um, and then, you know, throughout the season, I did a lot of like the in season rankings along with Lou. So learned a lot from him. How did you get, how did you get hooked up with him, Ryan? Because, you know, obviously Lou yeah. is not a big Wisconsinite. He doesn't come and, you know, uh, milk cows no. here, you know, during the summer. How did you get hooked up with him? Right. Yeah, I actually didn't meet him in person until probably like 2008 when I, when I first went to Vegas. I met him. But um, I was just post. I met Lou just posting on some fantasy fo- football message boards and just got into it. You know, we started – messaging back and forth and you know he told me about the site that he wanted to start up and just kind of snowballed from there so uh, three in three in boy was his uh message oh yeah that's yeah. right i forgot about that yeah. so you know you guys must have been a really good match made in heaven because you liked writing and then lou likes talking about him <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's so yeah, terrible it's such an easy joke Bossy. i just had, I had to go with that <laughs> it is he had, he always has so many thoughts in his head that it was he would just spit out like random stuff basically. <laughs> a lot of Lou's great. Lou's, Lou won't listen to the show. No, anyway. obviously not. No, because Lou's good. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Ryan, you um, hopefully I, I'm curious. No, no, no. Listen, he won't I, I, he's in bed by now. Um, yeah. Lou, all right, Lou, Ryan, you um, when you were mm-hmm. doing work for for Lou at BFD, the biggest, the big thing mm-hmm. that we always really liked about BFD was the coaching tree that would come out. Do you still apply yep. that coaching tree philosophy in into your drafts now? When you look at who who is who is switched staffs, who is 
what position, you know, what guys have been moved on to different teams? Is that still a big part of your pre-draft process? You know, I mean, Lou went so in-depth with it, um, and I don't necessarily have the time to go that in-depth with it. Um, it's definitely something that, you know, I think about, and it's in the back of my mind. Um, one of the things I really liked about Carson Carson Wentz and, and taking him was, you know, the second year with Doug Peterson, who, you know, is a former quarterback in the league, obviously. So, you know, it's, it's something to think about. Um, I tried to stay away from, from Falcons players this year, just, you know, with, um, with Shanahan leaving, you know, things like that. I definitely think about, I think you have to. Yeah, it's definitely a, a key uh, a key point in making sure that you may nail those uh, decisions based on that. We have Ryan Poole, the Week 8 Football Guys Players Championship team owner in seventh place. And Ryan, uh, I got to ask you, you know, every once in a while we have on the show um, somebody who will just play like, you know, one singular fantasy football team or just, you know, maybe yeah. two teams or three teams or, or what have you. We've already had one this year. Uh, earlier in the season, we had one, uh, I can't remember who it was now offhand, but he had one FFPC main event team. Might have just been last week. I think it was Matt Berman, now that I think of it. It um, was, but you, I, I remember Matt talking about it last week. Yeah. So back to back now, because you have one football guys team, right. one main event team. Tell us why that's your preferred, um, you know, uh, preferred preference, for lack of a better word. Your, your preferred yeah. uh, preference for, for managing these high-stakes right. teams. Well, I, you know, and it's probably maybe more common to just have one main event team. I know a lot of people have, have multiple, but, you know, a lot of people will do a lot of FPC teams just because it's, you know, only, only 350 versus 1750 or whatnot. But, you know, for me, fantasy football is a big part of it's just the entertainment factor. And I think when you get to that point where you have, at least for me anyway, when you have so many leagues, you know, like you, you don't even know who to cheer for anymore. You know, I like to be able to sit down on, I like to be able to sit down on Sunday and know who I'm rooting for, know who I'm rooting against. And I mean, I still have, I'm in seven leagues. So, you know, I mean, I feel like that's still a good amount. Um, one of the guys I sat next to for at the, uh, at the main event, I was, I was talking to him and uh, he said he was in 30 leagues and I just I don't know where people find the time to do like all the waiver <laughs> waiver pick it's like you need like a whole day to just sit down and do all your waiver pickups and and your starting lineups and everything. I mean, it almost becomes like a part-time job at that point. I'll bring this I'll bring this up again on the show. I feel like I've done I I do this multiple times every year. I don't think I've brought it up yet in 2017. Waiverguys.com. Somebody needs to start it. You you send in your your you know your bid recommendations your players and they place all of them for you and you don't have to worry about it <laughs> yeah just like yeah you know roughly no, th- this need, percent on, in this you know what i mean you need to sell a subscription service where you just have someone else managing your teams well yeah waiverguys.com but you can maybe they, that can be they, they have well, no, listen, I don't have the time nor the know-how to start something <laughs> yeah, like that. Man. I'm, just, yeah, I'm just the idea guy. Yeah, I don't actually follow through yeah. on anything. I don't know if you – hi, I'm Eric Falkman. <laughs> I don't think we've ever met. I come up with these great ideas and then don't do anything with them. And I don't even know how great of an idea this is overall. I think it's solid. Anyway, Dave, go ahead. So, Ryan, what's been – other yeah. than this show, what's been the most difficult aspect for you in being <laughs> successful in the FPC Football Guys Contest and the <laughs> FFPC main event? I know you guys are bringing the heat on me. Um, you know, 
I think at this point, you know, after playing, you know, in the FFPC league for a few years, I think like the waivers kind of is the biggest challenge for me. Um, as far as, I mean, not only the blind bidding on how much to bid for guys, but like who to keep, when to cut bait with guys. You know, I mean, I had, I had drafted Marshawn Lynch in this league, really could have used him last week with, you know, Fournette, Bell, and McKinnon all out. Um, you know, like I, I let go of Crowder, and, you know, he went off a couple weeks ago. So, you know, th- that can be a challenge. I mean, I think after the point where, like, you get your draft strategy down and you're comfortable with that, you know, the, in, the in-season management of the waivers is just so huge and critical, I think, to, you know, winning these leagues. If only there is a subscription service that, that you could right. sign up for, waiverguys.com. Check it out. Right, uh, right. Ryan, you also um, you have a dynasty team with the FFPC, and Amari Cooper yeah. is on said dynasty team. Now, he obviously has had a weird season where he was basically non-existent for the first few weeks. Then he blasts off yeah. for that 44-point game on, on Thursday night football. Did you shop him yeah. around at, at any point this year? And how, how concerned are you about him going forward uh, given what we have seen for, from him the majority of the 2017 season? I mean, I guess what could I have really gotten for him, I guess, Eric, you know, when he was going through that stretch? You know, I think, I think that was a big thing. Um, this, was, this dynasty team was actually a team I, I took over this year, and um, I didn't really have a lot of pieces for it, so my goal was to just kind of trade and, and get young guys and Cooper was one of the guys I traded for. So, you know, I mean, I wasn't really interested in giving up on him after, you know, five games. Um, you know, I mean, Cooper's only 23. I think he's going to be a force in the league for a long time. Um, you know, obviously it's nice he got a good young quarterback and, and Derek Carr with him. Um, but, yeah, I like Cooper. I'm, I'm not going to give up on him. I own Cooper in, in one dynasty league and I didn't even bother trying to send out offers. Right? I, I mean, you're right. Because I just, I right. can't, I know any offer I get is going to be so low. I get, and then somebody out of the blue yep, did exactly. offer. This was, this was the night. It, it was like three hours before that Thursday night game. And the offer, it was so terrible. It was like Damian yeah. Williams. This is while Ajayi was on, <laughs> on the Dolphins, by the way. It was like Damian sure. Williams, James White, and some like, you know, like Cooper cup or something like that for Cooper. Yeah. I was like, you know, come on guy. And then he blows up for 44. So it definitely, uh, but it worked out well. Worked out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, I mean, it sucks that he keeps dropping everything that comes his way. I mean, that's a little, a little disconcerting, but I mean, it happens. I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm, you know, I'm not giving up. All right. Talking about giving up Tom Savage, <laughs> the quarterback for the Houston Texans. Speaking of teams that you give up and uh, Will Fuller, are you, uh, are you looking at Tom Savage's 43% completion percentage and wondering if you should keep Will Fuller? What do you think? Yeah. What a, what a hit that Deshaun Watson injury was to, uh, <laughs> to me having Hop, Hopkins and, and Fuller. I thought I was onto something there, but um, you know, I mean, I think, I think like if you're in a league that, only roster is 16 guys. I think Fuller's definitely droppable. Um, in the you know in, in these FFPC leagues with with 20 roster guys, I mean the question really comes down to if you're going to drop them, who are you going to pick up that's better? Um, 
I'm I'm personally holding on to him. Um, you know, he did have eight targets last week, so they're trying to get him involved. Um, you know, and just kind of hope that that Savage can can figure it out. I mean, Hopkins still had a good game, so you know, I mean, what are you going to do? Pick up, you know, Bryce Butler? Uh, you know, I just I don't I don't see it. We'll see. Um, what do you guys think? That- well, I, here's here's my take because I I own Will Fuller in a lot of my leagues, and obviously I was super yeah. thrilled with him scoring all these touchdowns. And I think yeah. the only way I I even in this whole you know nonsense after the Watson injury, the only time I really entertained cutting him was if I you know with the buy the bye week crunch if I needed a quarterback or tight end or kicker or yeah. defense or something like that. And I don't think I cut him in yeah. any league, but he was right up there mm-hmm. with you know I'd I'd rather get rid of him and not take a zero at one of these positions. But, you know, I just, the, yeah. the great thing about me is I suck at, at drafting. So there's always somebody worse than Fuller on my <laughs> roster that, uh, that right. I could drop. So uh, let, right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Ryan, let's get so to some emails here. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's do the FFPC leagues. What do you guys, you guys do a lot of like leagues with friends or, or what do you guys <laughs> do? It's it's almost as if Farrell Elliott is in uh, Ryan's ear, just looking for a Kentucky plug <laughs> here tonight. Uh, we we have private dynasty leagues that we play in, um, okay. and then uh, we we play a lot in the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship, uh, KFFSC.com, okay. which um, I think that's like pretty much the rest of my leagues is is private dynasty leagues and and Kentucky, and that's pretty much the only redrafts I do. Dave, you have a ton of private dynasties that you play in. It seems like uh, yeah, about eight of them. Yeah. So we, we, well, we get our action in. Um, but, you know, the other thing is, too, it's like I don't think we want to load up any more than that because, you know, we're, we, we are busy during the season. It's a little bit it, difficult. It's right. also impossible yeah. for us, nearly impossible for us to, like, you know, do just a random redraft league because, you know, we're commissioning drafts for, for the FPC and, sure. and what have you. It's tough, but, right. and that's what's great about those private dynasties is those slow drafts in, in May. Um, Ryan, right. a couple of emails here from, uh, from the listeners sure. I want to get to. The first one is Roy right. in Little Falls, Minnesota. Uh, he says, uh, hi, Ryan. Tevin Coleman or Bilal Powell this week? Uh, I'm assuming he, he's to start yeah. one of these guys. So Tevin Coleman this week is um, yep. uh, playing at home against at the Cowboys. Yep, and Bilal Powell on the road at Tampa. Your thoughts there, if you could only start one, who's it going to be? You know, I I think in general, I think Coleman is like a sneaky little start this week, um, you know, with, with Devontae a little banged up. And I think Atlanta needs to just kind of spark the offense and get him involved. But, I mean, with – I think you have to go Bilal Powell after seeing what Kamara did to them last week. And, uh, yeah, I, I would go Powell. You know, the other thing to keep in mind is I, I, I'm with you on, because it seems like Coleman is, is sort of claiming more of a role in that backfield right now with, with Freeman banged up and they want to keep him healthy. Um, but, you know, with Matt Forte now listed as out this week, it's going to be Powell yep, and McGuire, yep. and, and that Tampa defense is so battered. I, I, I'm with you. I, I right. think it has to be, I, it has to be Powell. Um, one more email yeah, that I want to get. hasn't really showed much lately either. So. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, Rick in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma says, uh, hi, Ryan, are either Jordan Reed or Jamison Crowder startable this week? Good luck in football, guys. 
That is Rick in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Thank you for the email, Rick. Yeah, it's interesting. Reed and, and Crowder uh, both listed as playing? questionable. Yeah, they're both listed as right. questionable. Now, here's the interesting thing with Reed. He got in limited yep. practice Wednesday, limited practice Thursday, and then he did not practice today. And I believe Crowder got in a limited session. So the question yep. is, and, and I don't know, if, I mean, if you have Vernon Davis, obviously, um, if, if Reed's out, you play Davis. The question is, what do you do if, if Reed's active, you know? I mean, I wouldn't want to start either of the guys against Minnesota. I just I feel like that's just a nightmare situation. You know, Minnesota's just been so strong defensively. They're just they're not giving up any fantasy points. Um, I would I I guess I'd be curious who else Rick has for options. Um, I don't know. I'd I'd stay away from it if I could. So they're startable, but definitely more of a last case or worst case scenario. Yeah, I would I would really shy away from from playing either one unless I didn't really have any other option. I mean, it's nice that you know Washington's getting Crowder back involved again because he is very electric. But you know, I mean, they're both dealing with hamstring stuff. I you know with with Reed, you don't know if he's gonna you know play and then you know get injured middle of the game. He's just he's a headache. Yeah, don't literally. Don't Reed. That's uh, my advice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, question from the chat room from our good buddy Wasp guy. He's got to make a decision between Dolphins running backs this week, uh, Kenyon Drake or Damian Williams. Which one are you playing? If you have to pick one of those guys, Brian, is it going to be Drake or is it going to be Williams? Um, you know, I'm I'm a little I'm a little biased because I have uh, I have Drake in in one of my dynasty leagues. Um, I'm a big fan of his his long term potential. Um, I would, assuming it's a PPR league, I, I mean, I like Drake. Um, I, I love the backs that are just involved in the receiving game. Um, and you know, Drake just looked a lot better. He looked a lot more electric last week. That's who I would go with. Oh, what? We, we, we all love, love the Drake. We love right. the Drake. That's right. We don't hate the Drake. <laughs> we love the Drake. Are you, are you guys uh, are you guys with me there? Or? <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah, definitely. Definitely we are. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, Dave. Final question. All right, my man. Give us a stud that you would actually consider benching this week and a sleeper that just might find his way into your fantasy lineups. Uh, yeah, that's a good question, guys. Um, I would – if. If I had T.Y. Hilton on any of my teams, I'd be weary. Um, you know, they're playing they're playing Pittsburgh this week. Uh, well, I mean, first off, T.Y. is dealing with a groin injury, so that's um, you know, that's always he's such a boomer bust guy too. Um, I feel like this could be just a bust week for him. You know, Pittsburgh hasn't they haven't really allowed a big game to a wide receiver. They're coming off a bye. They saw what T.Y. did last week. The to Houston, I think he's going to be a big, you know, focal point of their defensive plan to to shut him down. Um, as as far as a sleeper, um, I don't know how I don't know how deep this is, but I would go uh, Mohamed Sanu. Um, you know, if you play daily fantasy sports, I think he's you know a fairly cheaper option, but. This game just, I feel like this is going to be a high-scoring game. Atlanta's back home in the, you know, and, uh, you know, Dallas has given up a lot of a lot of big plays to, to receivers this year. So, I, th- I think Sanu could have, have a big game. 
A lot of startable guys in that Falcons Cowboys game this week, Dave. Yep, and Julio's getting his uh, Julio's getting his disappearing act on already. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see. We'll He'll see what play happens this week. It's not. It's not quite fantasy playoffs. Yeah. For him to go away <laughs> for a couple of weeks. To let us all down. Well, See you then, Julio. I'll tell you who did not let us down tonight. Mm-hmm. His name is Ryan Poole. Sat in seventh place in the Football Guys Players Championship a week ago. Still in the top 40. Congratulations on that success, man. That is awesome. I wish you nothing but the best uh, the rest of the way. I know you have uh, uh, Lou Tranquilli uh, obviously rooting for you uh, as well. You never know what can happen. You, uh, you have a very dominant team and a very explosive team, and that's what you need to win these types of competitions. Thanks so much for doing the show tonight. We'll talk to you again soon, man. Appreciate it, guys. Looking forward to the rest of the year. It should be fun. It definitely will be. And we'll look forward to seeing Ryan in Vegas next year, Dave. All right. Yeah. Vegas. So that'll be, that'll be very cool. Great stuff from, uh, from Ryan tonight. And uh, I think we set a record for the most tranquilly mentioned since like 2014. I know, you know, he, he runs a very nice uh, investment firm. So if you have some cash to invest, Find Lou Tranquilly, investment advisor. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, Lou. I'll take a commission. He will, he will advise your finances and give you private fantasy football advice. <laughs> That's, just yeah, just don't of, tell anyone. Yeah. Which is Lou's basically great. how it works, yeah. He's the man, and uh, Ryan Poole is the man. I want to thank him for coming on tonight. That was great stuff. Let's get into the, uh, the old fantasy flash here, brought to you tonight by football guys, Roto Pass, Roto World, and, of course, Rob. I, I just realized in this, I didn't give our uh, shout-out to Rob, our mutual friend producer, at the top of the show, and our audio engineer, Bryce. Fresh off of Phoenix, Bryce. Yeah, they, they both Is that where he was, Arizona? Quite jolted, I believe so. Yeah. He was fighting Milwaukee traffic just to get here tonight. I can't see him from where I sit. Only you can see him. Um, That's uh, Bryce. He chose that. Yeah, no, I, I have no doubt. Sorry. <laughs> Remember. So, Martellus Bennett <laughs> had an interesting week, Dave. Yeah, what is his deal? You know what? I'm going to learn something from whatever you say here. Okay. I'm I've been gonna, trying not we'll, to pay attention. We'll get into it. Interesting. Hopefully my Packer antics. fandom doesn't, doesn't cloud my mind on this one. Ian Rappaport from the NFL Network reports that Martellus Bennett has a torn rotator cuff, may try to play through it. He was claimed off waivers from the Packers uh, by the New England on, on Thursday. Um, Packers let him go with a failure to disclose medical condition designation. Um, there's rumors in green Bay that Bennett may have forced his way out of town after Aaron Rodgers got hurt. And obviously the, uh, poor play that has uh, been exhibited in green Bay since the Rodgers injury. Bennett says he is retiring after this season. Here's, here's what I find weird about this situation. <laughs> so Martellus Bennett said he's going to retire. Was there a clip? Do you think I'm going to, I thought Bust there was out a soundbite here. I no, some sort of a no. I don't know if you know the, pa- the low-level production on the show. Your pregnant pause was like triplet. It was too long. No, I'm, I, I just I'm trying. To, I guess I have a I had a pregnant pause because I'm trying to sort this out in my mind. You know, so he. Yes. My it. initial thought was okay. Failure to disclose medical designation. Shouldn't they have found this out in the physical when they gave him a physical in March when they signed him? That, yeah, you know what? That's a, it's. I think this. Like, I actually hold of, on. Let me get my whole thought. Yeah, up yeah. First. Go ahead. Uh, apparently, Martellus Bennett said they knew about it, and um, he said he played with the shoulder injury, and it got worse. And every every week, I guess they have to fill out some sort of form. Right. Um, and he circled shoulder every week, and uh, they knew about it. Um, and then he uh, got some. He told McCarthy about it. McCarthy said, "Get some second opinions." He did, and those second opinions apparently told him to have surgery. 
And uh, then they or play through it. they released him. Well, he said that Pat McKenzie, who's the Packers team doctor, encouraged him. It, it, you know, was really putting the screws on him to play through it. And um, which is kind of bizarre, given that I think we all know from the Packers medical staff, they don't want anybody playing through anything. Think about how long it took Aaron Rodgers to come back from from that uh, collarbone injury. He wanted to get back out there. He couldn't get cleared. After Martellus Bennett said this on Instagram, John Kuhn and Jordy Nelson came out and said, you know, we played there for the better part of a decade. It's been the opposite. Well, we're trying to twist the screws to get out to the field because McKenzie doesn't want us playing through it. I mean, he's like a super conservative guy. So this all happens. Maybe they realize he's a short timer. So this all happens. Yes. Hold on. Go ahead. Bennett passes the Patriots physical, is questionable for Sunday's game, and actually practiced today. So if he needs, if he says he needs the surgery, so he got picked up by the Patriots. Why is he playing? Sur- I mean, I, I guess I don't understand this. If if he's upset about the Packers forcing him to play through this, why isn't he upset about playing through it with the Patriots? Because they're a good team. Maybe that's what it is. That's what the Roto World thinks. So the Roto World guy's right. I think. Yeah. Do you agree with everything I just said? Does that make sense to you? I th- I agree with yeah that he. I agree with the Roto World blurb. Yeah. Most of what you said. What, what part didn't you agree with? Just curiously. I don't know, Balky. I, I mean, I agree with what you're saying overall. Yeah. Okay, here's the thing. I, I'm pretty stacked at tight end you're in all my leagues. You're a bias in favor of the you know, Packers trainer. Like, he's some sort of, you know. It's not that I think he's an amazing trainer. It's not that I think he's an amazing trainer. It's, it's the fact that the history has suggested the opposite of what Bennett is saying here. That, that these guys want to get back out there, and they're constantly held back. Because they are very conservative. If you ask anybody. Packers have the most, one of the most conservative staffs, injury um, training staffs in the NFL. You know, I'm curious though. Why are those guys always hurt on the Packers? More, it's seemingly more so than other teams. I totally agree with that. They're always, yeah. They, they, like I've said before, they need a person in charge of stretching or something. Yeah. Nutrition. Yeah. Pilates, whatever. Yeah. Acupressure, acupuncture, do it all. Let's bring it back to fantasy. I'm pretty good at tight ends in all my leagues. So it was difficult for me. I'm not trying to brag. Listen, my, the rest of my teams are. Listen, wait, the, the quarterbacks, running backs, and receivers are lacking enough wow, for right. these teams not my to be great. My kickers are amazing this year. So I think I put in a, a couple of bids on Bennett. I don't expect to get him. Um, as I, I'd just be drafting him as a backup. Um, the two leagues I have Gronk in, I don't even think I put a bid of in. Course, of course, of course. Well, Gronk. I mean, he'd be the Gronk insurance, you know. Um, yeah. Your thoughts on Bennett as far as fantasy goes? You know, I, really, I don't really care about, you know, I think he's not going to do a whole lot. Right. He's going to be behind Gronk. I actually think that if you do on Gronk, it wouldn't hurt you to grab him, but whatever. Chris Hogan already ruled out for this game uh, on Sunday. Danny Amendola, uh, questionable, but maybe on the wrong side of questionable. There could be a role for Bennett right away. Yeah, there might be, actually. Um, flip side of the Packers, I have no interest in Kendricks or Richard Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, okay. team is a, a train wreck. You know, what's interesting is we made this Martellus Bennett bet early in the season. What was the, I, I, was, I think I, he, I was, had, he has to finish as a top 12 tight end. I was end. bearish, I would assume. I'm Obviously. Yeah. And <laughs> he could actually win this bet for me on the Patriots. <laughs> He's not going to do that. Don't I backdoored, by the way, I won both the wagers we had last week. Oh, the, you did? the Jordy Nelson one and the, um, the other one we made, um, Adrian Peterson. The AP one, you did very well. Chris crushed it. Um, but I, by the way, that's correct. This week, he scored like some five, five points again. If we would have made a bet this week, I would have had the under. If I wish it was like a whole season bet, then I'd be doing right. I, yeah, I don't, I, we definitely don't have any my, whole season. My overarching point that AP sucks still holds true and is being proven week in and week out 
Except, except for of, when he had the 37 carries had, yeah, and then the, the blow-up game with Arizona. So he's been too good, too really bad. Speaking of the Packers, Mike McCarthy said he liked the rotation of Aaron Jones and Ty Montgomery at running back this past weekend against the Detroit Lions and tends to stick with a RBBC approach with Montgomery being the third down guy. This is according to the uh, great article from Rob Domofsky on ESPN.com. Great article, bad news for both Jones and Montgomery. We talked on uh, the show last night, Dave, the local show I do, the Appleton Trophy Fantasy Football Weekly Show on really? the score WI.com. You should listen to 15 a.m., 1570, 95.3, 5 p.m. until 6 p.m. Central Time every Thursday night. We said, what Packer can reliably be started right now in fantasy? And there were crickets. I believe there's zero. There are zero Packers you can start with any kind of confidence right now. Well, you won't be confident, but I mean, you know. Actually, I said, then I said Mason Crosby. <laughs> which you could make the case for that against the bears. I mean, the Packers will score some points. The bears suck. The bears defense is very good. And I smell a it's wager now. Good. Okay. How many points do you think the Packers are going to score? Uh, 17. All right. I'll take the under on that. All right. I'll take over 17. Yeah, that's fine. Fair okay. Enough. I, I, uh, will, I don't know about you, but GB, I have five on it. I got five on it. GB over 17. I got five. Oh, I got five. 17's a push though. I got five on it. Uh, yeah, I have GB under 17. Here's the thing. When you're throwing passes in the backfield 60% of the time, it's difficult to push the ball down the field and score points. That is my hot take. Great. Tennessee, that was, that was Tennessee Titans wide receiver Corey Davis uh, expected to see his snap count increase going forward now that he's healthy. Uh, Jim White quoting uh, a head coach for Tennessee, Mike Malarkey, in his TitansOnline.com article. Corey Davis, last week, 39 snaps against the Ravens. His season high, the first three games of the season, was 42. That was his first game in the NFL. Uh, Corey Davis should be going up, Dave. I have actually deployed him in a couple leagues this week. <laughs> I may be deploying him in a couple more. I'm not, I'm not really sure. He's like a drone. Yeah, he is a drone. He's a re- and that, now he, like a bomb. he has a new nickname on the show. The drone. The drone. <laughs> Replaced, like, we had the icon for Steve yeah. Smith. We haven't really had a cool receiver Corey nickname. The drone Davis. Corey the Drone Davis. Not bad. He gets deployed. He is de- I'm deploying the drone this week. I like that. I, you know what? I'm down for deploying Corey Davis. I'll deploy him as well. I, do you own him anywhere? I know you've got him. I have yeah. a couple, one or two dynasty leagues and somewhere else, I think, in Kentucky. I'm just curious. I, I, I want to know the total on that Titans game now. Um, it's only 40 and a half at home against Cincinnati. So it's not the greatest matchup in the world, but. Um, That's all right. I mean, he seems like he's getting targets. Yeah, he is. He definitely is. So that is uh, <laughs> no bet your, your drone update. No, I think we're, we both agree. It's difficult to make a bet on that. Here's where we could see a bet. Alfred Morris expected to be the starting running back against the Atlanta Falcons this week because of Ezekiel Elliott's suspension. Uh, assuming it holds up, Dave, I, I think it's safe to say that he will not be unsuspended before Sunday. Rod Smith will serve as the number two running back. Uh, Darren McFadden could be active as the number three. You can read more from John Machota's article in the Dallas Morning News. Oh, I'm sure people will. There is enough buzz around Darren McFadden and Rod Smith, Dave, to not go gaga over Alfred Morris. However, I did bench. Oh, you know what? It, this is not a big deal. I benched Matt Forte when I found out this is before he was listed as out, but he didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday. I'm like, there's no way this guy plays. Um, yep, are you? But on a lighter note, we had, we had um, at a bar last night after the show, a local bar, we were handing out T-shirts for the show, and a lot of the guys showed up for it. And one of the big fans of the show, uh, Three Stripe Dan, 
can't reveal his real name. He uh, big is, fans. Was he a two XL big fan? Maybe he uh, <laughs> is a big Jets fan. Oh, nice. And he's like, who who's talking about Forte tonight? I'm like, I was like, yeah, he's gonna play. There, I mean, these guys are gonna play. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, he he didn't practice last two days. It does, it does not sound like he's gonna play. No, he's gonna play. He's gonna play. He's sure out. enough, listed as out today. He was listed out like last night, I think. No, it was today. It was this afternoon. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Um, so I benched Forte for Alfred Morris. I am playing Morris in a league this week. I feel like I might have benched Andre Ellington in a league for Morris too. So I'm hopeful, tempering expectations. How do you see this shaking out between Morris, Smith, and McFadden? Are any of these guys startable for you? And who's the big winner? I mean, you just have to go. I always have to assume it's Morris, even though he's not a pass-catching back. I'm just, you know, McFadden has fallen so far. You just can't even roster him. Rod Smith is a worthy flyer if you have the extra space, but I don't, yeah. I don't know that uh, I don't know that he'll really emerge as a dominant guy. I kept McFadden around in a couple of leagues just for the simple fact that the Cowboys did. Like what? And he doesn't play special teams, so it's like why are they keeping him around unless it's for this reason? I guess. I mean, if he was any good though, he'd be playing. If he was any good, well, he'd I mean, be playing already. But okay, you can make the case that Morris is is playing special teams, and that's why he was active ahead of McFadden. That's fine. I mean, I don't know, but if, if McFadden had much left, he would still be active. Okay. They'd find a way to keep him active. He's not that good. Obviously. Well, I don't know if we could make the case he was ever, maybe never that good. Hey, you know what? Num- not that long ago, I remember Kimra, who's a fantastic player, drafting Jared McFadden with the seven pick. Yeah. And it, it wasn't a decade ago. It was like, you know, five, six years ago. Was that when he was on the Raiders? Whenever it was. Okay. Didn't right. quite work out that year, and it hasn't worked out since. I didn't update this. Um, oh, no, I did update this. Actually, Rob updated this. Good job, Rob. Cameron Wolf on Twitter reporting Delaney Walker officially questionable for Week 10 against Cincinnati. He did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. He did practice in a limited fashion today. He's a baller. He's going to go, right? Any, any I think trepidation? Yeah. I, I think almost for sure. I, you know, bruised ankle. Walker's going to play. But, but the thing is, he's had that – like, that was, an in, that was a pre-buy injury, and it's still affecting him. But he played through it last week and actually was pretty good. Like, didn't he get, like, six or seven catches? I, you know, I mean, there's a chance that he's just trying to take Wednesdays and Thursdays off. I mean, he's a super uber veteran. What does he need to practice Wednesday and Thursday? Like, I mean, it, it just might be a rust management thing. I think that the thing that irritates me, and it's this whole freaking Fournette thing that happened when, he, when they held him out the week before the bye. I was just convinced he was going to go. Like, ah, it's just they're resting him, they're resting him, resting him. Oh, they're resting him for the game, too, which is <laughs> just sucked. I mean, I, and that's it's made me a little gun shy. I'm a little hesitant when, when I see these guys get in the limited session on Friday. Uh, this is interesting, Dave, interesting piece of news. The New York football giants have allowed a touchdown to a tight end nine straight weeks this season. <laughs> nice. They play the Niners this <laughs> week who are missing George Kittle will, you know, would probably be without George Kittle because of injury. So welcome to the spotlight, Garrett Selleck. I needed a tight end in one of my leagues this week because I had Travis Kelsey on by Selleck is who I picked nice. up. Yeah, that might work. Do, does the streak continue? I, I'm not betting against it. <laughs> I'm not putting five. Against, yeah. I'll tell you that much. Nine, um, nine in a row is a lot. Yeah, it, it is. But I mean, Garrett Selleck is also, I'm just, you know, I'm just going to bring up the giant schedule here. Because I'm curious who these – maybe they were all baller tight ends. That There's not that many baller tight ends in the NFL. They're, they're, all there has to be is nine in, in order for my – for this um, I guess so. for this to work. All right, so the Giants – here we go. The Giants regular season schedule. Boy, that team has fallen apart they really, really bad. Didn't play uh, Ingram. 
Evan Ingram's been yeah. I, Evan Ingram hasn't scored a touchdown against them. He's top. He's a he's like a top four, top five tight end right now. All right, here you go. Week one was Jason Witten. Week two it was the Lions. So I'm assuming it was actually Darren Fells and not Eric Ebron. Is that a safe assumption? <laughs> Probably. Week three was Zach Ertz. I feel like I should defend the Ebron's on it. Week week three was Zach Ertz. Yep. Week four was either Cameron Braid or OJ Howard. I don't Probably know which Braid. one. Yeah. Week five was either Antonio Gates or Hunter Henry. Probably Henry. Yeah, uh, week six was actually A.J. Derby, the lone touchdown for the Broncos that game. Yeah, week, week seven was Jimmy Graham, and week nine, I believe, was uh, Tyler Higby. That was, that was their – oh, they had a bye week. So it's been eight games, not nine. Well, regardless, Selleck is, is, in, is definitely in the Higby category. He's in the Higby category. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Everybody in the Rams the scored last week. They put up 51 against them. So I don't know. We'll see what happens with, uh, with Selleck. I'm, I'm, It'll uh, be very fun to see if the streak – Continue. Yeah. Uh, Matt Forte out for week 10 against the Buccaneers. Bilal Powell getting the start. Elijah McGuire will be the backup and COP uh, running back this week. Gotta love Bilal Powell this week, Dave. I've, uh, I got him probably in two or three of my lineups. I feel pretty good about it. The only thing I don't feel great about is I probably should have put in for Elijah McGuire in a couple more leagues because the scuttlebutt today was that this injury to Matt Forte might be not just a one week thing. Oh yeah. That's actually a good point. So uh, yeah, I, I like the McGuire pickup. Some people still have him actually. From yeah, grabbed him a few weeks ago. I, I like I like Powell a lot just because he can get third, you know, gets third down work. And they're probably I think they're favored or close to it against the Buccaneers right now. The Buccaneers are really struggling, and they're gonna be without Mike Evans and without Seamus Winston. Seamus Winston, yeah. Uh, Jets are a two and a half point favorite in on the road, uh, right? in Tampa. On road it game. is that's, in Tampa. That's pretty crazy, right? Remember the Jets? Everybody thought they were gonna go like one in fifteen or zero in sixteen. I mean, they're, they're doing really well. It's amazing. You know, we were talking about this game last night. You know who we loved in this game for fantasy purposes? Uh, all of us. Robbie Anderson. Yeah. I mean, he's been crushing it. Josh McCown over the last four weeks is the number three fantasy quarterback. That's, I, be- that's nuts. I believe over the last three weeks, uh, Robbie Anderson is a top 10 fantasy receiver. Uh, I might be non-PPR. Don't, don't quote me on that. I, um, I don't think anybody quotes me on this show. But... Uh, yeah, Robbie Anderson. You might want to get him in your lineups, and I, I know a lot of you still have him. Uh, so the Carson Palmer injury, a lot of people were worried about Larry Fitzgerald, Dave. Uh, the last two weeks, okay, um, with Carson Palmer this year, he averaged 9.3 targets and 70.6 receiving yards. That's with Palmer. Um, last week, first week without Palmer, nine catches, 70 receiving yards with Drew Stanton. And Nine catches or was it nine targets? Uh, nine uh, targeted nine times. Um and last night, we saw what he did. Like, it was like 10 for 122 uh, that I think he had. So if you're worried about Fitz with something like that, okay. I'd, I'd have to look it up. Um, <laughs> Wasp guy, I'll quote you on the assertion that nobody quotes you, Eric. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, Larry Fitzgerald, if you're worried about him with Stanton, don't be, I think is what we take away from this. Yeah, he's a two-game he, sample. You can't be – I mean, it's not a lot, but it proves something. Fitz going to be Fitzin. Fitz be Fitzin. <laughs> Did I just walk on the red versus blue show? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right, for God's sake, let's get to some emails. We're running low on time again, uh, so Rob, don't play it. Larry in Portland, Oregon. Does Devin Funches finish as a top 20 receiver for the rest of the season? Thanks, guys. Thank you for the email, Larry. Top 20 is high, man. It is. I'll say yes. Really? For five bucks. Okay, so from week nine um, – FFPC scoring. I if I no, wait, hold on. Week Olsen 10. Right. That's, that's, that's my okay. point. 
You still do it? Sure, why not? All going. right, so I got five on Devin Funches finishing outside the top 20 receivers from week 10 on. And I got Funches in the top. I got five on it. You want to include I'll, – I'll let you do this. You want to include week 17 or no? No, it's fine. Just 10 to 16. So okay. That's more like fantasy-esque. Ship it. Witness. Okay, uh, moving on. Is Christian McCaffrey now – okay, so to answer that question, Dave oh, says right. yes, I say no. Is Christian McCaffrey now the guy in the Carolina backfield and Jonathan Stewart is no more than a handcuff, asks Scott in Irvine, California. It's interesting because Stewart, we've been waiting for this. And, they, you know, we had all this coach speak. Ron Rivera gave him the vote of confidence after a one, not one, but two fumble game from Jonathan Stewart last week. You saw Christian McCaffrey last week get a ton of inside the tackle work. I think he's the guy now. Well, on top of that, I mean, remember they traded Benjamin with the supposed goal supposed. of freeing it all up. Right. Well, I guess it freed it all up, like they said. Yeah. They didn't have this huge guy who's getting covered by safeties. He was probably getting covered by safeties all the time. Yeah. Or at least a corner and then maybe a safety over the top. Now he's gone. This huge guy's gone. And he probably didn't block all that well. No. And uh, McCaffrey, it, it, it kind of worked. We'll it, see if, if he's you going. really wanted to free it all up, they should have traded Jonathan Stewart. <laughs> that would have been That would have freed up something. I don't know what, you know. I, on the Matt Kelly's podcast, you know, we did a preseason podcast together and he and I were talking about Jonathan Stewart and we could not be further apart on that. I compared. He doesn't do anything. He's boring. And here's, here's, tell me if this analogy makes sense. I said, Jonathan Stewart, drafting Jonathan Stewart as a running back is like going to the office. Okay. And somebody brought in donuts for their birthday and you have all these wonderful crawlers and, and uh, triple chocolates and uh you know sprinkled long johns and everything and you're like oh you know to see where this goes i'm just gonna you know what that's exactly what he said um (laughs) and so i so then you go to your cubicle you set all your stuff down you log into work you get going check a couple emails like okay it's donut time so you go pour your coffee and you go to grab a donut and the only donut that's left is this nasty ass bavarian cream (laughs) monstrosity and it's like really with the bad cream yeah like it just you (laughs) and that's all that's left that's like the non-pudding what it, type cream. Yeah. The cream cream. The creme. Yeah, no, no. It is the pudding type cream. The Bavarian cream. I hate That's that. That's the worst. Oh, God. It's so it, – it, the, the calorie count is awful. But you can't count calories on – I will donut. because I want to get my money's worth on a donut. I don't want to blow calories on a donut I'm not even going to enjoy. So I made – so that's like what Jonathan Stewart is. You, like, go take care of, you know, you go to your cubicle, you draft your receivers, your tight ends, your first running back, maybe a quarterback. You come back for your second running back. Like, oh, Jonathan Stewart is all that's left. That's what it was like for me. <laughs> well, that's – I can't tell a better tale than that one, Balky. There you go. I just don't draft Jonathan Stewart. Matt Kelly told me I set a record for most analogies on that podcast, which I feel nice I'm pretty happy hey, about. Hey, when you're dealing with him, that's yeah. pretty impressive because he's probably got a ton of them. Yeah, he does. Uh, question in the chat room, wasp guy expectations for Juju this week. Does rumor that Martavis gets more work, make Juju less attractive this week. I think we, I can't remember if we talked about this in the show last week, but I've heard this whole song and dance of we're going to get Martavis Bryant involved. I mean, he was suspended. The, the point is he suspended last week, but that was before last week. They yeah. said that he was a part of the game plan and they're going to get him involved. It's Fool really- me once. <laughs> shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. You know, the movie W was on today on HBO. I actually oh, saw, really? I saw that line. I, um, <laughs> I'm actually starting Juju Smith-Schuster in a dynasty league this week. I feel pretty good about it. Yeah. I, it, okay. 
let's put it this way. You have Smith-Schuster or Martavis Bryant as your last receiver, flat, or your last flex, the last guy you're going to start. Which guy are you going to start? Juju, for sure. Yeah, totally. I don't think it's close. Yeah. He's got, he has a, he's a better, he has a better mindset, positive attitude. He's, he's more Steeler-esque. And Martavis, he is more Steeler-esque. He's not that type of guy. For sure. You have, he's, more uh, of a, he's more Bengal-esque. Yeah. Martavis or, should play for the Bengals. Yeah. Or uh, Brown-esque. <laughs> I'm just saying he's a loser. Um, well, um, <laughs> and that's coming from me. Um, I, I thought it was interesting. The, 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 I think it was a tweet from a Steelers beat reporter this week, the way it was worded. Martavis Bryant was working with the first-team offense in practice this week. Yep. That's cool. You know, like a three-wide receiver set is still working with the first-team offense. Right, yeah. Oh, so he's ahead of Eli Rogers. Thank God we know that. You know, and maybe I, I can't imagine that he was working ahead of Juju Smith-Schuster. You know, maybe they're just trying to stir up some, uh, get a few listeners. I guess. Um, moving on. Dear Balky and Dave, my dynasty trade deadline is Sunday at 1. I have an offer on the table where I can swap Gurley for Le'Veon Bell. Would you guys do it? Thank you in advance. He wrote it out. Eddie in Greensboro, North Carolina. T-Y-I-A. So, Dave... I get, it comes down to this. Who do you, who'd you rather have in Dynasty, Gurley or Le'Veon Bell? It's actually kind of a tough question. Very tough. I wrestled with this. Because you have Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell has just produced better stats over the years. Yes. Um, but you have Big Ben who's – On pace like, for, by the way, a historic year again this year. Yeah, I mean, Big Ben. But he's got, you know, he's got a few little chinks in the armor. He's got the yep. – always got the pot hanging over his head. And you don't remember what's going on there. Heavy, heavy usage right now. <laughs> Not yeah. of pot, just yeah. of, he, in, you yeah, know, of right. like – you know, snap wise. He has some injury issues. Yep. And you have, you know, the Rams are really on the upswing. I mean, Goff is you know, crushing. Peter it. King just projected them to win the Super Bowl. And Peter King yeah. is uh, stepping out. Sean McVay knows how to. I saw a great tweet, and I can't remember who said it. Um, um, the Rams put up 51 points this week, and somebody tweeted out um, the last time the Rams put up uh, 51 points was week weeks one through eight in 2015 under <laughs> Jeff Fisher, which I thought was hilarious. That's really funny. Anyway. Gurley versus Bell. Uh, you know, you're thinking this out in your head. Yeah, and you know, and, and Bell is a free agent after this year. I think yeah. he's probably restricted of some sort. They could franchise. They're going to franchise him. Um, but I just don't. I don't feel as confident about the Steelers' future. I'll probably. I'm going to probably go Gurley. I guess. You own Le'Veon Bell right now in a dynasty league. If somebody offers you Todd Gurley for him, straight up, you're doing that trade. Um, possibly. Okay. I own Gurley right now, and I can tell you this, and I haven't been hot about this, but I feel pretty confident in it. If somebody offered Bell straight up for Gurley, I would turn him down. You would turn around. I you would rather have Gurley. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And, and honestly, if there's anybody out there that plays in the Dynasty League with me that mm-hmm. owns Todd Gurley, I don't think I have Levy and Bell in any leagues, but I would definitely do that deal. In one league, actually, um, I have fortune enough to own Bell and Gurley. Oh, really? The Fantasy Sharks League. Oh, how about that? So you don't even have to make that call. It's pretty choice. The life of Dave. You know what? And that's an only, only. I can't answer that question, Bulky. I own them both. I have both. Yeah. You know what that means? It means I sucked for like two straight years <laughs> in that league. Or you I just made a couple good picks there. You hustled somebody on a trade. That could <laughs> I think I did draft them both, actually. Uh, Bill in Lomax, Texas. Hey, because guys. Because I did suck for yes. two years ago. Okay, there you go. Uh, Bill in Lomax, Texas. Hey, guys. Curious of your thoughts on where you think Alvin Kamara gets drafted next season in football guys leagues. Kamara, Dave, has been, I believe both he and Mark Ingram have been top 10 running backs in PPR leagues this year. It's been crazy. People have been starting them both. And not only is it not an insane thing to do, it's been correct. 
it's been the right thing to do when you get both those guys in your lineup because they're crushing it every single week. Now, you look at Kamara and where he gets drafted. I don't know if you agree with this. Um, as, as I look towards next year, a lot of stuff can happen. Obviously, the rookies we're going to have to deal with um, and, uh, you know, guys coming back from injury. I think Alvin Kamara in, in football guys leagues, to me, will probably go in that fourth round area. I, I, don't, I don't feel that's an overdraft. I think that that's solid value if you can get him there. And I, I think that's, uh, that's where he ends up going. Where do you think Alvin Kamara gets drafted next year in football guys? I think it might be a little earlier, actually. How early? Um, Third round? Are you assuming that means, I'm sorry, if you Yeah, were... I'm assuming Ingram's going to be there. Yeah, maybe, maybe not that much earlier, though, if Ingram's still there and all that. Now, if Ingram's gone and they bring in, like, Traveris Cadet or, you know, LeGarrette Blount or somebody like that, then all of a sudden you're talking about Kamara maybe being a second-round pick. Yeah, where, and did you mention where, what's he ranked right now in the season? Did you mention that? Uh, I, he's top 10 somewhere in PPR. I, I don't know exactly where he's at. Yeah, I mean, he's doing really, really well. He's crushing it. Yeah, fantastic. You know, um, producing fantastic value for where you got him, which I'm assuming most people got him in double-digit rounds or at least, you know, a fringe double-digit round. Um, he's been great, and he's, you're going to have to pay a premium for him next year. Tom in Miami, Florida. What Buccaneers are still worth starting with Fitzmagic running things? Also, is Chris Godwin worth a start with no Evans this weekend? Love the show. We love you, Tom in Miami, Florida. Mike Evans out. You starting Chris Godwin anywhere? I didn't even pick him up anywhere, to be honest with you. Uh, probably not. It's Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, even Chris if Patrick, it, I mean, he'll, he'll probably do all right. That game might have a little more scoring than we would think. Eh, I don't know. <laughs> I am uh, very bearish on that game. Although I had to – who did I have on bye this week? Somebody – wasn't Carson Wentz. It was, it was – I was missing a – oh, you know what it was. It was Winston. I, he was my only quarterback, and I needed to pick somebody up. And I picked up Fitzpatrick, so I'm playing him. Bad. I'm playing him this week. We'll I think see what DJ, happens. DJ to be okay. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I I think it's it's going to be a, a good week from Cameron Brait, personally. That's where I see that's those. I have targets a tough time going. trusting Brait when you have Howard sitting there and doing well occasionally. Occasionally, yeah. I'm not all, you know, but he's sucking up some time, and he's the more talented player overall. If you listen to the Kentucky podcast with uh, Farrell Elliott and Rob Fetcher, Farrell's been saying they, they finally had that blow-up game where both Brate and Howard had a good game, and Farrell's been saying like that all of a sudden the light turned on and Tampa knows how to use both these guys, and they've been screwing it up all season long. <laughs> so they should have dialed up the old Farrell offense. Well, I mean, that, you know, if you actually were playing Evans, DJ Jackson, both those tight ends at one time, that's pretty impressive a bunch of route runners, actually. Yeah, yeah, all right. So no to Godwin. I'm not really playing any Buccaneers except for Brait. Um, you like DJX? Sort of like DJX. You okay. know. I mean, because he's a deep threat, it still kind of sucks. To Would you start him? I mean, if I a, to. as like a like a top thirty guy this week? Nah, not quite. I'd okay. probably find somebody else. Okay. Uh, oh, here we go. Here's the fun part of the show. Was we're more than an hour in. Damien in Dayton, Ohio. Is I at the end. Oh, what? Nothing. Whatever. <laughs> I, you know, if we're not going to sell it, nobody else is. Oh, right. I have a triple blind resume for you, Dave. Who are the three players in the NFL this season with at least – this is pretty easy, actually. I mean, just to – Thanks. No, it's not pretty easy to, to figure it out. It's just you won't have to write this down. Three players in the NFL this season, 300 rushing yards, 300 receiving yards, and five touchdowns. At least 300, at least 300, at least five. There's three players in the NFL that have hit those marks, Dave. Can you name me which three players they three are? Three or five? There's three that have done this. Oh. Okay. Five, at least five touchdowns, at least 300 rushing yards, and at least 300 receiving yards. All right. Let's go with um, 300 receiving yards. Uh, Lady on Bell. 
Incorrect. Well, I'm out. No, well, okay. I'll give you two more guesses. I'll give you, we'll do a baseball <laughs> rules. You get strikes one, two, and three. I'll give you a hint. We talked about two right. of these guys already on the show. Tonight. Elliot? No. And Hunt. Hunt is one. Great. So you have... So it was one for three. Yeah. But you get two more guesses here. Why? Because it's, we're doing baseball rules, or you get three strikes and you're out. Or family feud rules, to put it in I've terms missed, you would understand. I've missed twice already. Why do I get two more? Oh, you have missed twice. Okay, you have one. You're on your last strike. <laughs> okay. So I've said Bell, Elliot, Hunt so far. Yep. There's two more. And I can tell you one was a second or third round pick, I want to say. And usually probably second round pick in drafts. And... Um, I'll say uh, Gurley. Gurley, there you uh, go. That was terrible. I should. And one that uh, was way, way, way down there uh, as far as drafts. He's been crushing it this year. Talked to him already on the show, maybe somewhat recently. Kamara, really? Yes. Wow. Alvin Kamara is the third I'm member keep of that. Kamara, keep That's fine. Kamara. He doesn't. He doesn't care. He said either way. He's uh, he's he's uh, he now he is very Steeler esque in his personality too. Although he plays for the Saints. Okay, here's another blind resume. Danny in Columbia, South Carolina. You know, I was thinking this is like a you know, I know, test over but here. Uh, putting it to Wasp guys embarrassed for me. <laughs> Hello, fantasy detectives. Here's a blind resume for you. I there's a lot of information here. I don't believe you'll have to write this down. I finished as the 209 in FFPC ADP and the seventh receiver off the board. Despite playing in every game with my starting quarterback so far, I have zero 100-yard receiving games and have only had more than 65 yards receiving twice. Who am I, and are you worried about me? That is Danny in Columbia, South Carolina. So he said no 100-yard no games. No 100-yard games. He's topped 65 receiving yards twice. Let's answer this question. The second That's Brian. Uh, I guess he got it. Woo! So are you worried about him? <laughs> in life? No, not in life, in <laughs> fantasy. Um, Not that much. I mean, he's kind Banged of – Banged up coming into this game, A too. little worse than I, than I would have gathered. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I, I was reading a lot of articles this week on, you know, who to buy or trade for right now. And Des Bryant was coming up on a lot of those as, as a guy you should get now. I don't know if I would do that, though. I don't know if I would either. Once again, they still, as I've said time and again, they don't know how to use him or he doesn't prefer to run inside. He can't, they don't use him in the slot frequently. They don't put him in motion. Hey, just go over there by the 10. Go way out there by the, right. the yard marker. Yeah. It's just a waste of talent. And you also have um, I and and maybe this was the impotence for uh, impotence? Uh, impotence? 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 <laughs> I-M-P-E-T-U-S. Impetus. From the Latin for imp. Maybe this is the impetus for writing this, but you don't have Ezekiel Elliott the next six weeks, and your running game will be slightly less reliable with Alfred Morris driving that car. Maybe that's why Des Bryant is, is more of a buy right now. Yeah, I mean, that can make sense. He can be more of a focal point of the offense. Terrence, Williams, Prescott, Terrence Williams was great last week, though. He was, but I will say, as we were, we did kind of talk about this. I thought Dak Prescott would be a good guy to get as a second-year quarterback who's going to emerge kind of like a la Russell Wilson, and uh, he's doing fantastically well. I believe he is Fantasy Pro's number one ranked quarterback this week. Really? Yeah. I'm curious as to where like he ranks in dynasty rankings. He's got to be up there. Uh, I would think. I mean, as far as quarter, quarterbacks, yeah, quarterback yeah. rankings way up there. I would think so. ESPN had an interesting article this week of projecting who every team's quarterback would be in 2020. That was kind of fun to read. I mean, obviously just nonsense, but it's still fun to read. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what they had for Packers in 2020? 
No. Brett Favre. thought that was kind of a reach, but that's, uh, that's hilarious. Check out that article. Was this The Onion? No, it was ESPN. They didn't have Favre. Bernie in Valdosta. It wasn't that funny. Oh, Valdosta, sorry. Georgia. Whatever. Would you be <laughs> trotting out Charles Clay if he's active in his first game back this weekend in a football guys league? Good luck to your squads. Thank you, Bernie. Who is it? In Valdosta, Georgia. The tight end for the Buffalo football Clay? Bills, Charles Clay. <laughs> Clay. <laughs> Bill Clay? Bill Clay. Yeah, you know, I'd feel okay. McLean. Putting Charles Clay out there. Why not? I would, too. Um, he's great. He's listed as questionable, so obviously you might have to sweat a little bit, but he practiced this week. I think he's coming back. I'll I think tell so you. Too. I, I, I think he's going to be fine. You know who I would be worried about on that team? Uh, Nick O'Leary. Uh, well, obviously, yeah. Kelvin Benjamin. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, he sucks in general, you know. That's why he got traded. Yeah. That's like saying, like, you know, you know who I'm worried about, Falky, is uh, Geronimo Allison. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know if he's going to produce this week. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, Al in Southfield, Michigan. I'm in a bad way with Tyreek Hill, Alshon Jeffrey, and Michael Crabtree all on by. Should I start Jermaine Curse at Tampa or Marquise Goodwin versus the Giants? That is Al in Southfield, Michigan. Certainly a quandary. We hope nobody is in except for him because that ain't great. Would you rather play Curse or Goodwin? I would roll out Goodwin, actually. And the reason is that uh, Curse has just done miserably in the past three weeks. Look at the touchdowns, though. Look at the touchdowns. The last three weeks, 9.9 points, 3.4 points, and 5.8 points. He's been terrible. And then even before that, I mean, he's had a couple good weeks. A couple, like two or three. Godwin is actually talented. I think, why not give him a shot? Because Curse is just not that good. Is Godwin not the Niners' number one receiver right now? Buccaneers. No, uh, no, this is not. I'm sorry. Did I, read, uh, I don't said, know. I oh, said, said, said Goodwin. Yeah, not Godwin. I, said Godwin. I might have. I'm and an I idiot. might have misheard you. So you wait. Hold on. You would play Godwin over Curse? Yep. So for sure, I'm playing Goodwin over him. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know if I would play Goodwin against Janoris Jenkins this week. I think I would roll with Curse uh, over Goodwin. Nah, I don't like Curse. I'll, you know what? I'll bet you. I'll take. Okay. I'll take Goodwin. Over curse. Okay. Would you also take Godwin? I would. Curse? You want to do a double? Yeah, do a double. Oh, so, okay. So I have curse. These are two separate ones, right? Sure, it's not yeah, one single. Awesome. Okay. This will be super fun. Curse versus Goodwin and curse <laughs> versus. This is great. Godwin. Yeah, I love it. Oh, this is fantastic. You won't get these types of bets on the ESPN hour. You will not. I have, uh, I have five on both. I have $10 total on the two of them. Lunas? I got five on do you know there's a show it's on Good fox Godwin. sports it's with brad evans from yahoo and some other guy it's literally called the fantasy football hour just started this yeah i i we're not old. getting royalties from that people just stealing our ideas left and right again mm-hmm. so it's so so annoying they didn't check the uh the high stakes part of it obviously no obviously not. we don't care no you know what we don't care about them and they don't care about us Moving on, final email tonight before we wrap her up. Hello, Larry and Richard. Looking for some flex help from you. Larry and Richard, who the hell would? Oh, uh, Kirby Enthusiasm. Looking for some help, some flex help from you. Would you start Kroll or Richard Matthews this week? Thank you. That is John in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, yes, that's where Boston is. <laughs> no, I'm just reading current reposted. This is your who's on first classic, Goodwin versus Godwin. <laughs> um, okay, so that's, so that's his question. He's got to start um, one of those Cleveland guys that sucks. Cleveland sucks. Crowell sucks. I'll start Matthew. 
Even with Corey Davis getting an uptick in snaps, Eric sure. Decker's still farting around. We both believe Delaney Walker's going to play. Matthews did well last week. Even well, you have an answer for everybody on this Titans offense. Yeah, I'm trying to help you out. Cleveland at Detroit. Yeah, I mean. Cleveland's just waiting for uh, Josh Gordon to come back. You know, if Gordon was playing this week, I would have bet him against Who would you rather? It would have been a Goodwin, Godwin, Gordon bet. I'm asking you this. Who would you rather roster in a redraft league the rest of the way? First of all, I agree with them. I'm playing Matthews over. With the agree with you. I'm playing Matthews right. over Kroll. I just can't start Kroll. You know, he got dropped in one of my Kentucky leagues a few weeks back. Really? Yeah, and somebody picked – I put in a bid for like 40 bucks on him just because that's all I thought he was worth. Somebody won him for like 450 You know what's funny is last – this past off season it was right, right around the draft. Actually, it was right after the draft. Joe Williams, remember he got drafted by the Niners? Sure did. And he's been terrible, right? It's like they he's on IR. Home. Yeah. Can't so, be too successful there. So right after that time, right around the draft, I traded away Crowell for Williams. Like this is – and then oh. – so then like as the whole fantasy season was starting coming up – Yeah. Crowell's getting drafted in the third round. I'm like, God, I'm such a moron. Hold on. I know where this is going. You, are, you do know where it's going because I don't even regret the train anymore. So if, if they well, – if I would was, do it again. This is a Carrington, yeah, it was a Carrington with uh, um, Fred, Fred yeah. our, our former co-host of the show. Right. So if he said, hey, Dave, uh, do you want Crowell back for Joe Williams, you would say. <laughs> I'd probably say no. Get the hell out of yeah, here. Yeah, I got Williams on IR already. All right. parked there. Um, okay. Well, that's, uh, that's fair enough. And we answered that question. Oh, I know the other question I was going to ask you. Yeah. Redraft league. You can only roster one of these guys the rest of the way. Josh Gordon or Corey Coleman. Redraft. Oh, that's interesting. So, uh, when is, when is Gordon supposed to come back? He's getting like, not that long. Um, no, he, I think he can come back week 13 is the earliest he can come back. And Coleman can come back next week. Week 11. Yep. You know what? I would probably wait for Gordon. <laughs> I'm still thinking his broken hands. So if Coleman. you had Coleman right now, like, it, and let's say you could just pick up a guy for like for free on the waiver wire right now, you would drop Coleman for Gordon. Okay, this is keeping this in mind. I mean, if I'm going to be caring about weeks 14, 15, 16, I have a pretty good team, and Coleman's not been contributing to it already. Right. So I would, yeah, I would take a shot okay. on, on Gordon because I'm not relying on Coleman. If this was week three, and I, like Coleman's like this guy that I really needed, and Gordon was like you know five weeks out, then I would you know go the other direction. I think I would rather roster Coleman. That's okay. Yeah. Um, I but, I, you know, I, I own Gordon in a bunch of leagues, too, so it's, it's not like I, I am hating you, on him. Speaking of Gordon, you heard he ran a 4-3-40. Oh, like, really? Recently. Like, uh, like 2014? No, like, is it like this week? Like, <laughs> really? Ran a 4-3, that's, huh? that's what the Twitterverse is saying. Football guys. There's 280 characters or less, mind you. Yeah, football guys uh, had their, you know, their daily updates, and, and they posted in there how he said he pretty much all of college and all of Pros, he was either drunk and or high. Right, yeah. Imagine what this guy's going to be when he's sober. He's a little <laughs> bit older, but he's still, what, 26, I want to say? Yeah, yeah. Not that old. No, he's totally in his, I mean, he's actually in his prime. He could still get out there and jog around a little bit, get open. Hey, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a super ecstatic because I only had Gordon in one Dynasty League, and I spent like 40 of my last 43 bidding dollars, there was 200 to start, right. on Gordon in the one league he was available in, and I got him. So now I have him yeah. like, 25% of the leagues that I'm in. So that, that to me gets me excited. How insane would it be in this season of injuries that we, you know, we've seen all these guys get hurt Johnson and Beckham and Rogers and Olsen and the list goes on and on and on that somebody ends up winning 250 grand because they rostered Josh oh, Gordon de- deployed him in week 16. <laughs> Drawing him out. There. Yeah. And, and he goes like 10 for one ninety and two competition. Stranger things have happened. Put them in body bags. I'm already excited for the playoffs. I'm yeah, already excited for uh, 
for the, you know, yeah, not that I want the end of the season to come, but it's, it's creeping up on us. The NFL needs a redemption song with all the crap that's been going on. They could actually use this. How about a little bit of good PR for them for once? That's what Roger Goodell has been saying for years. <laughs> that guy, I mean, he walks out of his house and it starts raining. Yeah, that's true. Uh, listen, ladies and gentlemen, thanks uh, so much for hanging out with us tonight. That's going to do it for our show. I want to thank Ryan Poole, Dave Gerzak, the FFPC, Rob Rice, and of course you. We will be back next Friday, 10, 9 central with another great guest. High stakes lowdown next week. We have the 29th team in the FFPC main event right now. 28th, 29th place team, former Kentucky overall champ, Justin McCord and David Hubbard on that show next week. Definitely give that a listen on Thursday morning. Thanks so much. I hope the ball bounces your way this weekend in week 10. Your weekend officially starts now. This has been another episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com that was broadcast live and heard around the world. Eric and Dave will be back next week with more analysis, interviews, and advice from a guest much smarter than they are. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again next week. Big dog stay on the court. Slow the whistle. Slow the whistle. Slow the whistle. Hey, Bucks are still one of my two, Bucky. Yeah, I know. I, I have to watch the end of this game. Hey, Rob is just telling me, you realize we made four? Oh, I got five on it tonight? That's insane. Going. I'm telling you, this is going to be the biggest year of I got five on it ever. Um, I, listen. I feel like God. To my, wa- to my wife who's listening, who actually has a birthday on Tuesday, I'm sorry in advance. <laughs>